0: You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org podcasts.
1: Dylan Peterson for Chirp Radio. I am at the Metro with Jesse Lanza. Hi, Jesse.
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: It's going well, and uh, I'm actually sitting on the stage of the Metro, this is nice. Your setup looks really cool, you have drums. Um, tell me about how that came about, because last time I saw you, you didn't have these.
0: No, uh, it's a new, new thing, new drummer named Tori. Um, I was pretty tired of traveling around by myself. It's not, I mean, it's fun still, but it's more fun to have a buddy, you know, along for the ride.
1: So the the sound, what it adds to the live show is kind of secondary to just having having a buddy.
0: I mean, yeah, (laughs) not to sound selfish, but it's, yeah, important for me, Uh, firstly, (laughs) to have a friend. (laughs) But but I think it adds to the show a lot for people watching as well. It's nice to have some, like, acoustic drum sounds over top of all the samples.
1: Last time I saw you, so it was just you, of course, and it was at Shuba's. And that show, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago, maybe um, around then. And it was one of my favorite shows I'd seen like in years. And let me tell you. So, okay, so (laughs) so Shuba's is a weird place, right? It's not like Smart Bar or the Metro. It's really like, you know, homey and small and intimate. And that is exactly why I loved it, because everyone who was in that crowd, everyone was dancing just a little bit to Jesse Lanz's music and the vibe was perfect. So you did something special that night, I promise you.
0: I'm, I'm glad to hear that, because I remember thinking this place was, the place was weird, but I'm glad, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun show for sure. And then I think the drum opened, if mm. I, yeah, that's right.
1: Our guys, guys Yeah, they're from
0: Chicago, Jeremiah, yeah.
1: So you're not lonely anymore on tour. <laughs> this actually kind of leads me into uh, what I want to talk about in regards to your music because um, there's a vulnerability to it that's really striking. Um, it's something that seems almost brave to me that you actually put out music like this. Is that, <laughs> am I on the right track here?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think you are for sh- for sure. I mean, I don't know if. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- do I want to describe myself as a as a vulnerable person? <laughs> I mean, I'm a nervous person. Maybe that that. I mean, performing is definitely, it's been a, a hump for me, and it's it's become more fun the more that I do it. But it definitely, didn't come naturally at first. Even though like I've been doing music a long time. Um, It's always been kind of hard for me to get up in front of people.
1: Well even when I listen to the music I hear songwriting first Mm. so um, and that's even different. Do you like DJing as well? I know you you have mixes and those are all cool too but I never thought of you as a DJ. I think of you as a songwriter.
0: Yeah I don't I mean I love I love doing mixes because I always and listening to so much music and get really excited about different songs and so doing that is fun for me but yeah I don't really think of myself as being a DJ either and uh, yeah songwriting is something I've been doing since I was a kid and something that I see is a really important craft and something that is like a lifelong kind of thing that you work at
1: and I think what's vulnerable about your songs is how abstract they are yet minimal um that especially in electronic music it's not it's not you know blaring edm for one thing and obviously and it's not quite you know house or minimal house either uh there's a structure that's kind of loose and um and that again seems like another brave move like it's it's something that um uh well i don't know you probably have your inspirations but what what do you like to say i mean junior boys helped with this one yeah
0: yeah, Jeremy Greenspan's my my partner for everything, for the writing and producing. And I think one thing we share in common is that we both love songwriters. And we both have a big soft spot for 70s classic rock, soft rock. <laughs> like Steely Dan and 10CC and Godly and Cream, if we're going to like go further down the the 10cc timeline (laughs) and um, yeah we're both I think at heart just fans of of good songwriting and obviously there's like tons of other genres that we listen to but I think for both of us that's where we definitely meet in the middle is like Steely Dan is a big one for for both of us for sure I think because I went to school for jazz too like Steely Dan was like this band that was always around and people were always doing like, you know, like black cow covers (laughs) in school. Like they seem like an accessible kind of band when you're going to school for jazz and, but you're into like funks, (laughs) you know? So. Oh,
1: you know, the funk is there on Oh No, too, on on your album. Yeah. You think so? Great. Uh Um. But yeah, you said that word, accessible. So, okay. You know, as abstract and minimal as uh, your your songs are, there's something really appealing about them, too. And I can relate to them. And in a way that's uh, maybe not insider. But it, it's almost more, as an outsider, I feel like I relate to whatever you're doing. Um,
0: I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah? Well, that it's not, because you don't want to just be making, like, wanky, like inside like musicians musicians music although I feel like the people that I listen to the most like like Yellow Magic Orchestra for instance that's a real like musicians musician band although they're like a huge pop band in other parts of the world too so
1: heard Pull My Hair Back uh, three years ago, I felt like I was hearing the future. And it seemed like in the past three years, everyone kind of caught up. And now I just listened to Oh No yesterday. I'm like, I'm hearing the future again. Uh. And so uh, but again, in this outsider, it, it's it just doesn't sound like something I'm used to hearing. And I know you gave all these references Godly and Cream and Yellow Magic Orchestra, but you're becoming very much Jesse Lanza. And no one has your sound right now. And that's hopefully exciting for you. Um, and I'm excited every time I hear something new you do, but, um, I, I it's weird to ask how you're doing that, like how you're making the future <laughs> early, but
0: yeah, that's, um, that's a heavy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to, how to answer that. It's really nice. Um, big compliment (laughs) for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really close to the record and to both records and it's, yeah, it's hard for me to kind of describe how it all happens. But I, I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to know just because it's, I've listened to that record so many times and the fact that it's like still a month before it actually comes out is, is weird uh, to me, but um, yeah, I mean Jeremy and I listen to so many different bands and there are a lot of different genres that inspire us, so how it all comes out on the record is, is hard for me to do a blow by blow, you know.
1: Where are you at? Where do you see yourself in the dance music scene? Obviously, Hyperdub is releasing your your albums, and Black Madonna's cool with you. But um, <laughs> where do you see <laughs> where where do you see yourself? Because yeah, like we said, you're not a DJ, but you seem to be in this in this world.
0: Yeah, I think coming out with records on Hyperdub puts me in maybe people's minds in a certain place but like as soon as you hear the records like I'm very obviously not <laughs> a part of like what you would think of as like typically music that Hyperdub would release but I mean I think that's what's great about the label is that they uh, Code Nine like doesn't release music based on people's cons- based on other people's concept like it's very much his concept you know so uh, I- I don't. I never feel like I fit in there. I don't, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, uh, I just don't feel like I fit in in the DJ world. I don't feel like I fit in in the club world either. Um, but and where I live also is kind of outside of. I think like I do all these things on purpose. I mean, it's not like I go into like making these records like I'm gonna <laughs> position myself outside. Of everything but um, I always think of the records as being like pop you know but then they never quite turn out that way which I mean the the people that Jeremy and I admire the most like people like the dream you know like they can write their own records but then they can write songs for Rihanna or whatever like I think Jeremy and I deep down both wish That we could do that and like it's not like we haven't tried to like submit beats for other people that like either they listened to and thought were crap or like nobody ever listened to but it's not for lack of trying that we haven't like had higher pop ambitions but we end up just making our records that turn into what they are which ultimately seems always a bit on the outside
1: that word is perfect because like I mentioned before, like I feel like as an outsider, mm-hmm. this is why I'm, I feel more like I'm connecting to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, as far as like the house music scene goes, like in Chicago, even I feel like it's pretty exclusive, you know? And so that's one extreme. And the other extreme with dance music is just crazy, you know, EDM festival n- nonsense. And I don't feel comfortable in, in either really, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but whatever Jesse Lance is doing is something outside of that. And I appreciate it. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, it's really nice to hear. So.
1: <laughs> Jesse Lanza, have fun tonight at the Metro. And uh, your album, Oh No, is awesome. We're going to play it a lot on Chirp. Thank you for talking tonight.
0: Uh, that's amazing to hear. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for talking to me. <laughs>
1: Dylan Peterson for Chirp Radio.